Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Dawson, pow, pow, pow! I'm Sam Delaney, so what? Welcome along to another Top Flight Time Machine, it is gonna be um, a mailbag delve episode, we've had some correspondence, we've had some riddles from you. A lot of correspondence to catch up on after the, it's the first mailbag since way before Christmas. Yeah, I mean, the standard wasn't high, was it, before Christmas? A few riddles but- come through. I, just before we get into it, though, I do have a little bit of local news from my neighbourhood. As, as you know, there's been quite a lot of um, goings-on in my locale. Is, oh, is this a murder update? Unfortunately, no murder update, although I can tell you that the police car is still stationed day and night outside the murder scene. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's a massive deal, you know. I mean, it's a, it, 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 it's a really near my house, and uh, I, so I often go past the, the site, and there is day and night, 24 hours, there is a car stationed outside. And very often there's other police coming and going, and what appears to be detectives too, playing clothes, wow. old Bill. So that's quite exciting. But even more dramatic than that, closer to home too, neighbours. Listen to this. Hmm. So just after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year, um, there was my, there, there's a, there's a sort of a, an elderly, I say elderly, a couple, I would say in their early seventies, late sixties, early seventies live opposite. They're known as the local nosy parkers. Okay. Every neighborhood they, has them. They, 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 they're very nosy, but, mm-hmm. but they're quite unfriendly. They're not mean unfriendly, but they're sort of like, <laughs> they'll be really looking the whole time. But then if you kind of go, all right, hello, yeah. they go and look away. Right. <laughs> Um, it's all bit, part of the it's all part of the neighbourhood fabric, isn't it? It is. Yeah, we've all got people like this. Yeah, they're they're both morbidly obese. I don't know. Uh, they they must be pre retirement age actually. So maybe we've got their age wrong because he is often up and out early, early, right? Right. In a high vis vest. Okay. In his car, maybe sometimes five thirty or something. Yeah. So I don't know what he's going to do, but it appears but, to be a paid job. I think he's on the roads. I reckon. Yeah, he's probably on the roads, yeah. But then, <clears throat> at Christmas, tragedy struck. No. Because there was a huge wake at their house. The hearse, all the cars pulled up. Lots of mourners arrived in black. And I've gone, fuck, what's this? Mm-hmm. And my wife has has told me and the kids that Mrs. Nosy Parker has died. And what a time of year for it to happen, right? Terrible for the bloke. I don't know if they've got kids. It's just the two of them, they're they're really close. They do everything together. I always see them. They go out on their little errands to the garden centre or to the dump or wherever else they go. I don't Mm -hmm. know. And uh, I thought, this is horrible, right? Mm. Uh, The poor cunt. He's lost Mrs. Nosy Parker, his Mm. rock, at Mm. this special time of year. And I felt really gutted for him. And, you know, I, I'm not close enough to him to go and express what I felt. 
But yeah. I was hoping to bump into him at some point and get talking so to him because I thought he'll be lonely yeah. now. Maybe yeah. I'll, maybe I will nurture more of a friendship with this bloke, right? But not and too much. You don't want not, to, not know, too much. I don't think don't me and him would in. get on that well. But I just, no. you know, wanted to do something for him. You know, I've been feeling a little bit bad about the whole situation until fucking yesterday. <clears throat> I'm getting in the car. He walks out his front door. Guess who's right behind him? That's oh! right, his fucking wife. She's not Back dead. From the dead, resurrection. Yeah, I thought what I. I jumped out of my fucking skin, right? <laughs> it's a ghost. I was like, what the fuck? Right? She, she didn't hear me because I was inside the car. But I've got to tell you, she's quite a spooky looking person anyway. Well. Right? So um, I'm not saying she looks like a zombie, but there, is, there are hints of zombieishness about her, right? And I thought, oh, no. She's either come back to life as a zombie or she is mm-hmm. a ghost. I don't fucking know. Anyway, I was also angry at my wife. Today, just before this podcast started, me mm. and my wife are chatting about something or other. And as we're chatting, Mrs. Nosy Parker walks out, gets out of the car and walks into the house. And I just said to Anna, I went, oh, by the way, have a look over your shoulder because Mrs. Nosy Parker is fucking back from the dead. <laughs> Anna's looked over. She went, fuck off. She's seen her. She's jumped over. She's fucking hell. <laughs> and I went, why did you announce to me and the children that she was dead. Mm. And she said, well, there was I a big wake. A, I thought you were a good wife. Yes. She said, her explanation was as follows. I saw there was a wake. I saw the man, the man <laughs> one, but I didn't see the woman one. So my assumption <laughs> was it was her funeral. Yeah. And I said, do you know what I said to her? I said, this is why I am Britain's best journalist yeah. and you are not a journalist at all. At all, no. You do not announce deaths until you've got at least two independent sources to verify it, right? If possible, get a picture of the fucking corpse, right? You do not announce something as major as a death in the street on evidence as paper thin as that. And I'm kicking myself that I even fucking didn't question her further when she announced it. But she's my wife. She has always been a good wife. And therefore, I had faith in her. But the faith was misplaced. Either that, or do you know what she's claiming now? She's claiming she is a ghost. Well, right, I wouldn't try and rule get it out. out of it. I wouldn't rule that out completely. Well, you, you, I what said, you need to do is you need to go up to her in the street, try and put your hand through her. Well, my wife said, "Why don't you run across the street and then kick her up the bum?" Yeah. And I said, and she went, and if your foot goes straight through, it's a ghost. And I said, well, what mm. if it doesn't? And she said, just explain to her that. <laughs> You'd heard she was dead. Yeah. And then just say, I thought, sorry, I'd heard you were dead. And when I saw you, I thought you were as a ghost, but I I thought I'd better check. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Um, How else can you catch a ghost, Andy? Do you know? It's it's Ghostbusters, isn't it? You've got those machines and the streams and everything. Is there any, like, household uh, food stuff that can lure out a ghost, like cheese? What, you mean, like, when you put peanut butter down on a mousetrap? Yeah, or do they like cheese or is there or ham? Is I, there? I don't know. I, you don't I'm know not, what they I, eat. I mean, we could reach again for the Usborn Book of Ghosts, which is still right, right next to where I'm sitting. But right. um, I don't know. Well, we'll keep thinking about we'll this. It's a, it's a mystery, and maybe my wife's right. I thought, oh, she's trying to get out of it by claiming she's a ghost. She, that's the easy thing to say, isn't it? Have you have you downgraded her now from a good wife? At the moment, the jury's out. Until jury's we can out. establish whether or not the neighbour actually did die or not, the jury yeah. is out. I don't know how you can be so blasé about pronouncing a death 
in that that's what that that's exactly did. what i'm saying yeah. yeah you can't it's a big thing to say that the Huge. neighbors from across the street someone has died at christmas yeah. you don't just go bad news everyone mrs nosy parker is dead mm. get used to it do you know what i said to anna i said listen i have mourned that woman yeah uh, and that is two weeks of mourning down the drain yeah you can't get it Wasted. back can you you can't, can't go get back. it back I, I put a lot of energy and emotion into mourning yeah. her and now it was all for naught. You've been you've been thinking carefully about befriending the widow or who you thought the widow was. I could have accidentally sleptwalked into a friendship with yeah. a fucking man who's working on the roads who probably shares none of my interests yeah. or political beliefs. Yeah. Fucking hell, what a mess. I know. I'll tell you what as well, not only will your wife never be um, a journalist... Yeah. She'll also never get a job with them detectives around the corner, sat no outside way. the murder house. No. Imagine that. Ah, I think he's dead. Better mm. look into this. You could waste a fucking month of police time before you realise there was no death in the first place. Yeah. Hey, listen, talking of where we live and that, I live on an estate and it's not mm. a through road. You can't go in one bit and then get out the other end. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's an estate. And we've you, got once someone, you're in, you're trapped. Well, well, you're not trapped. There's a, there's an exit, but you need to know where it is. But it's secret. It, it's, a, it's not <laughs> no, secret, no. Only the way, locals know of it. No, it's the way you came in. It's a tunnel. <laughs> it's only one way in, one way yeah, out. Okay. But it's not a maze. You know, it's not a happy course. <laughs> yeah. You're in now, mate, and you're never getting out again. It's like that song, Hotel California, only it's in Sunderland. And there's no shops either. <laughs> no, but we've got someone who rides around on a horse. On the oh, estate. Great. Great. Which is, the I, horseman. I, I love it. I love yeah. watching it. There's a young fella, and it's also sometimes a young lady. I don't know if it's the same horse, mm. but they only ever ride on one horse at a time. Makes my fucking day when I look out the window and I see the horse going. What past. are they doing? Why are they doing it? Exercising it, I assume. In They're Ireland, not... of course, every estate has oh, a horse. Yeah, yeah, of course. But um, They're I mean, wild, ca- though. No one rides them. They just yeah, go about ca- the business Castle on their own. Seen that when he was over there. New yeah. Year. Oh, yeah. So all the horses on the estates. Yeah. Thought we'll bring them yeah. on back. Thought better of it. But um, yeah, they don't seem to be um, carrying anything, any cargo. If that's they're the just right using word. it for transport. Yeah. Exercise like in or the transport. olden times. They're not, they're yeah. not beasts of burden. They haven't no. got like a, a little tractor fastened to the back or anything. But it's nice to see, and I thought I'd bring it up. Yeah, I can't believe you haven't mentioned that before. A, well, a, ho- a horseman on your estate. I've got lots of stuff, but I'm, pl- I'm trying to play a long game with this podcast. I'm trying to Yeah, I mean, this podcast, I mean, let's be honest, I'm almost out of all... Th- I've, yeah. I've almost described everything that's ever happened to me in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm 44, <laughs> and like literally nothing that has happened to me has not been verbalised on this podcast, and we've yeah. only been going a year and a half, so thank fuck you're holding some stuff in reserve. Every time you tell us a story such as the murder... Or the funeral yeah. across the road. I'm just delighted. It's a topical one. That something that new has happened arch- to yeah, me. Not one oh. from the archive. That's why you're like, Sam, I know you don't like going out much. You prefer staying in with your slippers and your teapot. Yeah. But I really think you ought to start going out and experiencing things more. Because if not, frankly, happen. we're going to run out of material. Yeah, definitely. You're listening to Andy Dawson and Sam Delaney, the hardest working cunts in podcasting. Can I just read out some a little series of tweets that someone alerted us to earlier on today? Yeah. I'll just find them. They came from uh, Stevie Red 80. Um, he's one of them people who's got a pair of sunglasses on in his, in his avatar. 
Ooh. So you know, yeah, he um, might be he might be a prick. I'm not sure. Red flag. Yeah. Alarm bells. Oh no! Yeah. But hang on a minute. I've got sunglasses on in my pro. Have you? Oh, <laughs> that's really that. funny because I genuinely I wasn't saying ironic. I was genuinely like, yeah, alarm yeah. bells. Probably a cunt. Oh no! Hang on, that's me as well. <laughs> oh well. Well, I mean, on mine, I've got bits of salad stip, uh, salad taped to my face, so you know, sort of takes alarm bells, sorts, yeah. It? Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is a series of tweets that uh, Stevie read. He hasn't done himself, but they are by Alice the Gold, who is the football correspondent for Spurs for Football London, and he says uh, Dimitar Berbatov still very much a rebel. He came into the media cafe at Spurs about ten minutes before kickoff, looking for food. Nice. As Berbatov would, as you'd expect. Where he, is my food? Yeah, bring the food. He grabbed a roll, but the catering manager came over and asked him where his pre-match meal voucher was. Oh. All, all media get yeah. these pre-match meal I vouchers. I know, I've had that before, yeah. Yeah, so obviously a bit of uh, lamparding going on here from the, uh, yeah. the catering manager. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. While Berbatov's colleague argued his case, having taken one himself explaining who the Bulgarian was, Berbatov casually buttered his roll, stuffed the whole thing into his mouth, and stood in front of the woman, oh, it was a woman, mm. stood in front of the woman with it hanging half out of his mouth, as if to say, what are you going to do about it now, huh? Yeah, so mate, it's already in the, it's already in my uh, Bulgarian guts. <laughs> it's in my guts now. Yeah. Your move, motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah, it says this sent the catering manager to a new level of outrage at the Bulgarian in his devil-may-care attitude. While she raged, Berbatov simply smiled with the buttered roll still hanging out of his mouth before walking out of the room. TTFN, dickheads. TTFN, dickheads. That is, what I love about that is it's obviously brilliant, whoever you saw doing it, but it's so in keeping with Berbatov's whole persona, isn't it? Yeah, his whole lackadaisical (laughs) approach. I think for a while Berbatov was the best player in the world, but Whoa. for like five minutes. For five no, minutes. No, because look at him. He was sort of like Zidane and Cantona rolled into one, right? Mm. He he was he was huge and really strong, yep. but he had that sort of like laid back, lackadaisical way, and it, and his ball control was like maybe the best I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a lot of clips that people share on YouTube of him like pulling the ball out of the air. Uh, you know, 100 miles per hour and just, yeah. you know, caressing it as you may a woman, uh, as a woman's well, earlobe. Given the chance, yeah. Given half the chance, yeah. Yeah. And then bring it, yeah, I mean, what a player he was. But unfortunately, he was blighted by insanity. That hiding, th- <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> that hiding things in your guts reminds me of, we like, you know, like we got off the train once, um, we were going away to Reading. I've probably told this. And the police have a certain cordon, don't they, for like yeah. alcohol. And these were right Frank Lampard police, which is in keeping with the whole experience of going to Reading away, right? Yeah. It's fucking full of Lampard type people. And we got off the train and the police were waiting right there on the other side of the barrier, taking people's alcohol off them, mm-hmm, right? Quite right. But like, you know, sometimes you'd be a few hundred yards out of the station or sometimes you'd be like practically at the ground. But no, these cunts have thought, no, we're going to do it the moment they come off the train platform. No beer. And we had all had beers in our hands, right? Large bottles of Budvar beer, Oof. right? And quite a few in the carrier bag. Strong beer. And they went, 
give us your beers please lads really like impolite about it as well mm. because they on a, you know despite that you're, you're an adult but on a football day the police think they can treat you like children that yeah. said I suppose from their point of view we were adults walking around on a train in the middle of the day drinking big bottles Behaving of beer so like children yeah so I suppose or, yeah fair enough we were children they said give us your beers and we said why and they said because this is the police cordon today no beers beyond this point and we said, what point? And they pressed, they pointed at the line on the platform. Over this line, no beer. So we hid it all in our guts. <laughs> we said, fine. And we had one over on the police that day because we stood in front of them, gulping all of our beers yeah. down. And then as we walked off, my mate went, and the joke's on you because now we're much drunker than we would have been <laughs> had you let us drink them at normal speed. Yeah, we're going to cause so much more... Cr- now you're letting so us free... In- you're, yeah, they're can- letting us free. Like, we're, we've been binge drinking. We were just normal mm. drinking. Now we've just binge drunk, like, six bottles of Budvar between us, between the two of us, very quickly. It's all in our guts. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. TTFN dickheads. It was probably just going to be like um, one of those airport documentaries where they would have just took you to one side and waited for you to piss it all out. Yeah, yeah that would be <laughs> they'd great. Let you go. Yeah, we're not letting you go until you've got all that beer out of your willy, and we want to see it all come out. We want to, we're gonna we're gonna wait for it to come from your guts and go all the way to the end of your willy and out. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it come out. <laughs> Hang on, you're not allowed to do that. I'm allowed to do whatever I want, sunshine. <laughs> and I'm wearing a body cam as well, so it's yeah. going to be on YouTube. Ain't you heard of the Guildford Four and the Birmingham Six? Ain't you seen that film with Daniel Day-Lewis in the name of the father? We can do whatever the fuck we want, mate. <laughs> Bad luck. You're just in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> now, you're going to squeeze every last drop of that beer out of your willy, or you are going down. It's going into this bucket I've got here. Uh, a pretty boy like you ain't going to have a nice time of it in the nick either. <laughs> Not with that willy you've got. Yeah, you're going to be someone's bitch within the first five minutes once we get you in Brixton for an eight stretch. You can't send me down for an eight stretch. Don't worry, juries don't like faces like yours. <laughs> now only, get pissing. I've only, I've only come to watch this mid-table championship clash. <laughs> yeah, you should have thought about that when you left the house, mate. <laughs> With all them beers. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the story of why I gave up drinking. Do you want to hear a riddle from Gavin Curry? Yes, I do. All right. Who am I? I'm from north of the border, but could be a Portuguese talker. Butcher and mariner had the next locker. My heart is huge and the colour of blood. On the airways for years, I've talked absolute crud. Alan Brazil. Yeah, it's easy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for that, Gavin. But Andy got that first time. So everyone try harder. It was well crafted, but obviously not good enough for um, for 3 2 1. Here's one for Chris Johnson from Chris Johnson. Riddle me re, riddle me runt. I played for Liverpool and my name was like cunt. Who am I? And he's written (laughs) at the end, do I win five pounds? I'm thinking Roger Hunt. Yeah. Could be. Can you think of anyone or more Or maybe recent? it doesn't rhyme with cunt, but he thinks Sounds it's like a cunt. word referring to a similar thing. There was the German player, Stefan Kuntz, wasn't there? But he never played for Liverpool. Yeah. Um, was there a player whose surname was Minge? It wasn't, was there? Fanny. 
Fanny, John Fanny Rod, Rod played Fanny. in um, the Bill Shankly early team when they Did were he? first getting promoted. Yeah. Then. That'll be who it was then. Yeah, Bill Fanny, we're saying. Chris, get yep. in touch and tell us whether we were right or whether we were wrong, to quote Danny Dyer on the wall. <laughs> Jalapeño. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Jalapeño. Uh, there's a couple here from Rob Walsh. Uh, you can try this one, Sam. Signed for Spurs from Germany, they played him up the front, scored some good goals in his time, but he was a diving cunt. Jürgen Klinsmann. Dead easy. Easy. easy Too easy. 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 This one, I would say yeah. again, also very easy, but see what you think. Spice boy at Wembley, white suit, proper scouse. If you live in Liverpool, he probably owns your house. Robbie Fowler. Robbie Fowler, yeah. No danger These there. aren't cryptic enough. I think mean, I think the bar no. was set by my Kevin Phillips riddle. Yeah. Um, listen back to that because that really, I think that's sort of like the template for a good riddle. Rather I than just so. being descriptive in rhyme, there is a certain cryptic um, uh, characteristic to it. Yeah. Um, and also I wasn't bright enough to be able to work it out. Kevin Technics. Um, here's a one, Kevin Technics. Here's a one from Jed Williamson. Riddled me this, he says, in the spirit of the whole thing. I look like Eric Idle. As mm. a footballer, I was able. But mm. what I might be remembered for is when I shot a table. Well, this is funny because I thought someone shot a table on Superstars once and I knew someone had done it, but I was racking my brains. Ah. Who was it? Who was it? Who was it? Now, I'll... Uh, I was listening to um, Life Goals, Theo's, yeah. Theo Delaney's podcast. With, podcast. With our friend, this week's episode just dropped today, yep. with our good friend, Mr. Alex Lowe. Lovely. Alex Lowe, QPR fan, lifelong QPR fan, mm-hmm. and he's talking, one of the goals he chooses is by one of the great characters of the game, Stan Bowles. And in conversation with Bea, he goes, oh, remember, and Stan Bowles, of course, shot that table in Superstars. Ah. And this fucking riddle, which had been wow. sent to us a few days ago, it went, bang, there we go. It's fucking Stan Bowles. The- then I thought, does Stan Bowles look like Eric Idle? I suppose he does yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he does a bit, yeah. yeah. Never I, noticed I it before. That. But uh, thank you to Alex Lowe, basically, yeah, the, for the, letting us the, know. The cosmos presented the answer to you there, didn't it? Mate, you know, like... I'm really into the cosmos and the universe yeah, and it's, and it's guiding me. Yeah. It's been guiding me a lot this over the last few days. So That's many it. weird, Too much so to many weird coincidences yeah. in that, mate. Like, really. But now, you know, before 
I won't go into all the coincidences because they're a bit boring. Other people's coincidences are a bit like other people's dreams. But, holiday photos. Yeah, but before I asked the cunters to say that the university is sending me signs, mm. but I don't know what the signs mean. I need to know how to interpret them so I know what to do. But yeah. I've since learned, I've read up on it, you don't need to. What the signs are telling you is everything's going right. You're doing everything right. Crack Just on, mate. Keep on keeping on. Right, okay. Yeah, that's what it's trying to tell me. So that's nice. good to know, isn't it? Cheers, Cosmos. Thank you, Cosmos, for all the hard work you've been doing. That'd be um, a nice T-shirt for us, wouldn't it? Cheers, Cosmos. Cheers, Cosmos. <laughs> yeah. I had another one, a good uh, T-shirt idea. Oh, I can't remember it. Right. Hi, I've got Andy. One more here. And- oh, yeah, go on. From The Professor. Ooh. So you would think this is going to be a Big tricky talk. one, wouldn't you? Yeah. But it's not. It's a piece of piss. Uh, <laughs> see how quickly you can get it, actually. Uh, an arrow near my eye, but mm. it never lost its twinkle. In mm. Germany, I became addicted to Kuntensprinkel. Of course, our good friend, Kevin Keegan. Of course, it's Kevin Keegan. Yeah. Yeah, an easy one. Come on, lads. Make them harder. I think the best one so far is the Stan Bowles one. Because yeah, I only solved really that, like I say, by listening to the to life goals. And you, yeah, you wouldn't have got it if the cosmos hadn't intervened. So again, yeah, cheers, cheers, exactly. cosmos. Thanks for everything. Uh, oh, that's a good T-shirt. My dad's my what my dad thought his last words were: "If I don't see you again, thanks for everything." <laughs> that's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. Um, right. This is an email that's not a riddle, but it's the title is very, very alluring. The title mm. of the email is Squirrel in School. Yes. And Gareth oh, Dace. On track. Uh, exactly. Gareth Dace has sent it to us. And there's lots of things in, in the favour of this email. One is that's a great title. Two is Gareth Dace's uh, picture avatar is Gaza shouting his head off uh, in, I think, the 1991 <laughs> FA Cup final, just before he goes mad that and brief, breaks his own breaks his own leg for a laugh out of sheer excitement. A brief period where he's on the pitch, yeah. And he's uh, also bullet-pointed the email, which we always approve of because mm. we can't be bothered. Reading through your appalling prose style, <clears throat> and I mean that to all of you, anyone who's ever sent us an email, you are barely literate, so keep it mm. simple, Right. And that's what he's done. Heard a story from a friend who works in a school. Over Christmas break, the school became home to a number of squirrels. On the first day back of term, pest control were called in. Excellent. Good stuff. Pro. Pest control. Oh, pest control there. Imagine being pest control. Yeah. Pest, I would love us to get some sort of work experience that we could with film. You know, control. a ride along, but with pest control. After we've done the one at the butcher shop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've been offered quite a few picture shop internships since the last ah, episode. Hey, well, it I... turns out loads of cunters are butchers. I was offered a internship for a week at a butcher shop in Preston anytime I wanted. This is what I I'm was... saying, mate. This is rhinestone cowboy stuff. I've just, I've just remembered I was at a, a, um, a gathering at a mate's mm. house a few months ago. And there were a few people there I didn't know, I hadn't met before. And mm. one of them was a butcher. Oh, did you and slide a butchery to him? chat, drunken butchery chat. Oh. It was great. I've heard you're a butcher, mate. Yeah. yeah that's right. I might be. What of it? Yeah. <laughs> so, I've heard whispers, you're a butcher. To, we might be able to get in with him and do a bit of butch, butchery backpacking. I'd love to do one of those programs where you ride along with pest control. There's probably been a program like that already. It's Tuesday. And there is a stoat caught in some guttering in <laughs> Preston. 
Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, on first day back to pest control, we called him. Pest control consisted of one bloke who stated he'd need to complete a risk assessment, which he did by tapping the side of his head and saying, but I do it all up here. <laughs> <laughs> I do it all up here, don't I? It's the only equipment I need. The old noggin. In sight of several year seven students, the pest controller removed a stick that looked like a pooper scooper. He whacked the squirrel square on the head, rendering it instantly motionless, with kids and staff observing aghast. Right, I saw you what to do with a squirrel. Right, very simple. Watch this. Bang! Bang! Stunned it. When asked if the squirrel was dead... The pest controller went to pains to explain that it was just stunned <laughs> and that he would take it outside where it would be able to run around some fields very soon. No, 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 no. It's just stunned. I'll take it out and it'll be as happy as Larry running through the fields. I'll For a start, that's not even bag. what squirrels like doing. <laughs> Fantastic. So, yeah, great pest control story. Thanks it? for that. That's it. <laughs> Thanks for that, guy. I've got to, I've got to carry out a... Uh, a pest control first. Uh, a risk assessment first. Don't worry, though. No. I do it all up here. Tap, tap. <laughs> We've got a couple of uh, messages from... Um, here's a Lawrence, mm. who is an um, IFS contest. Yeah. And she's given us a riddle first. She says, riddle me this. With a famous Norwich bird, I share my name. Wool production is my game. Wool production? Wool. Yeah, wool. as in the wool from a from a, a Norwich, sheep. A Norwich bird. That's canary. That's canary. There's never been a footballer called canary. It's either canary or Delia Smith. Norwich oh. bird. Smith. Who's wool production? S- who does wool production though? The footballer who does wool production, whose name is either Smith or Canary. Oh, this is a riddle. Unless and a half. she's gone off grid, and it's yeah. not a football one. Well, Hazel, if that's send, the case, then she's broken you, the rules. And you might have stumped us, Hazel. If you have, send us the answer, and we'll decide whether it fits within the remit of the rules. So you might be disqualified, or you might have beaten us. Yeah, so. you know how I was a bit scared about doing work experience at a butcher's because I thought they'd bully me when they found out I was a vegetarian. Yep, we've got some confirmation here of <laughs> the butcher's bullying nature. Um, <laughs> it's from Daniel Jackson, and the title of the email is simply "Butcher Bullying." He says, hi, Sam's butcher intern fantasy. <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> it is not. It is. Remind, reminded me of a Saturday job I had when I was 12 or 13. I took a job at the local butchers, mainly to get more sawdust into my already sawdust fueled childhood. We've had a lot of we've had a lot of feedback about sawdust. It proved a popular topic. Yeah. On my first day, the lads there made me feel at home by making me a cup of tea. As I finished it off, I was surprised to find a cow's eye at the bottom of my mug. I didn't stay in that job for long. Different times, Daniel. The cunts. Want a tea, do you, lad? Oh, yes, that would be lovely, don't you? Yeah, of course you do. Get that down, yeah. Ah, fucking cow's eye, that. You weren't expecting that, were you, you little shit? <laughs> Fuck off. Um, another... <laughs> think you can come in here? Think you can know the ways of a butcher? Just like that. <laughs> Takes years, lad. There, they're all up here. <laughs> part two as well. You mentioned sawdust there. Part two from Here's a Lauren. She says, I'm married to a cabinet maker. Ooh. Ooh. 
Um, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, football podcast was, was uh, turned into a situation where we're both going, oh, it's somebody's well, Kevin, like, I'd like to know more about that. <laughs> that that is something I'm interested in. Maybe I could do some cabinets. Where we're going, money we're making out of this podcast now. They could be working that. We could do. We could. We'll, we'll be ordering up some cabinets soon. Special <laughs> top light time machine ones. Hazel, can you ask Mister Lawrence if he'd be interested in a deal where we put together some TFTM branded cabinets <laughs> to sell on the website? <laughs> So anyway, she's got. She says, "I'm out to a cabinet maker. Oh, um, we have tons of sawdust that nobody wants, apart from people with composting toilets." Yeah, I'm very interested in the cabinets. I'm not interested in the composting toilets. Nah, don't want to know about that. No. Uh, right. What else we got here? One more before we finish. Oh yeah. No, I've got one more as well. Go on, you do yours first. I, no, I haven't got one more. I was telling you to do oh, one, one more. more. <laughs> okay. This is um, Dream Chat, of course, is banned, not just on this podcast, but really in polite society. Yeah. But T. O'Brien has fucking chanced his arm, hasn't he? Well, He's gambled on being banned by sending us an email with the title, Yes, I know you don't do dream content, but I thought the cheeky cunt. But the email was short, and it was over Christmas, and I had not much to do. So I thought, right. "Fuck it, I'll give it a you read. I'll look. give him the, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt." Yeah, and I quite liked it. Here we go. This recent dream needs analysing. I am on stage at some sort of. Poli- I'm, I like it when people have weird, distressing dreams. Now, the first thing they think is, mm. "We'll go straight to Top Flight Time Machine mm. for analysis, rather than a shrink or a, or a doctor yeah. or a priest, which We're is the what they would have done thing, really. before yeah. we invented this podcast." It's like, did you hear the other night where? Did you see a, te- a tweet where there was a couple in bed together, and they both listened to Top Flight Time Machine, no. which I like it when couples listen together. Yeah, and I think that. <laughs> The the wife had nicked quite a lot of duvet, which is obviously a perennial problem in most marriages, especially yeah. at this time of year. And it was the middle of the night, and it, the the bloke woke up, grabbed a corner, and rolled over, pulling most of it with him, <laughs> and woke her up. And he just said in his sleep, she, he just as he did it, he just went TTFN, dickhead. <laughs> Apologies, apologies if you're listening. I haven't given your name a shout out. I just remember reading that tweet, and I can't be bothered looking it up now. On the same subject, I saw someone tweet the other day that it was a woman and her and her husband had both taken delivery of double duvets for their double Mm. beds. They've got a double one each now. And she said, "We will never look back. We will never look back." I've never heard that idea. But the when you make the bed, you make the bed in the morning. It's harder to make the bed because you've got. Presumably, they just lay one exactly on top of the other yeah so it's quite neat but i think it's i like a bed to be neatly made unless they have unless they have the edge hanging down right down to the floor on either side and then a little bit of overlap in the middle Mm, that wouldn't look that neat to me it doesn't need to look neat it doesn't need to it's not about appearance it's about performance no but when you walk into your room when you walk into your rig (sighs) in the evening at 9 55 p.m readying yourself for bed for bedtime right it's nice if you walk in and your bed just looks nice and welcoming Hmm. and made if it's all messy i don't know your head doesn't get into the right sleep space in my opinion right i think that might be something that's just unique to you all right well anyway 
This recent dream needs analysing, says T. O'Brien. I'm on stage at some sort of political rally <laughs> in a huge packed Italian football stadium. So right. I guess think the San Siro or something. People are clearly there to see me for some reason. The man next to me stands up as if to introduce me to the crowd. Then he says, you are a very fat man and you are a very ugly man. <laughs> then I'm being chased around the concourses by an angry mob. Nice that my subconscious would set me up for a fall in such a grandiose circumstance. Anyway, TTFM, Tom O.B. Sheffield. Well, that is, I mean, Dream Chat is banned. And if you're listening, don't think we're giving the green light for any more dream analysis. No. We're not interested. But I that tickled me. It's got to be he at thinks, least here, as good here as I that go. One. Here I go. I'm going to be the new leader of Italy. Of Italy. Yeah. Right? They love me. They they want me to be their new president. And here's where I get introduced to everyone by this important man. You are a very fat man and a very ugly man. And then you're being chased <laughs> by the Italians. Yeah. Yeah. What does it mean? Do you think? I don't care. I'm not going to dwell on it. It's I just don't, good. I just take, take it at face value. It's an yeah. entertaining dream. It's exciting. Yeah. It's exhilarating. Yeah. And just take it. Take it as it is. Don't yeah, try and read anything into it. He, he's had what they describe as mild peril, hasn't, hasn't he, on the on the cinema listings at the beginning of a film. Contained yeah. scenes of mild peril. Yeah, and, mild um, peril, which is good. You like Not all dreams. You don't want all dreams like it, but having the odd dream that has mild peril in it is fun. Yeah, keeps you alive, doesn't it? Keeps yeah. you going. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, that's the end of this one. We're going to be back with... Um, I think we're still doing the um, the Ripley's again this week, aren't we? Dragging well, let's just, quickly, let's just quickly talk about that because we want non There'll be non-subscribers listening to this because this is a free podcast. Yeah. And we want as many of them as possible to sign up this year to um, the Patreon IFS because yeah. if they, then they'll get the paid ones. And so I want to, on these ones be very clear about what our intentions are because if we say that's oh, just another rip please then where's their incentive to sign up no, i would I'm just, say I'm just saying that because we said we were going to stop it at yeah Christmas. yeah so what i'm saying is let's give people a heads up about what we might do next because right. i think this should maybe be the last rip please i my book that i would like to do is michael owen but you're gonna have to get it yeah i haven't got time to do that this week i've got a mince live to it to plan for so you can do it yourself if you want what what on earth do you mean by that what you know what you, you remind me sometimes of my cat who has who is volatile right you've gone do it do it you fucking you, you fucking keep me you it. fucking yeah. do it well yeah all i said was let's do my clothing and you literally gone yeah you want to do my clone do you do it on your fucking own. Ah, you missed the bit where I said I haven't got time to do it this week. That's all. Well, I'm not going to do it on my own, am I? We'll not do Rip, please. Yeah. And then we'll do... You can read the Michael Owen book while you're on the road. That sounds good. That sounds While like you're on the train. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, fair enough. Thanks for listening. It, it's ended badly, this one, but... Um... On a sour note. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll be back. TTFN, dickheads. Keep it cunty.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.